Hi, everyone. This is Pyle, and welcome back to another episode of the Affirmation Addict Podcast. On today's episode, I am taking you through our home buying journey and basically how we manifested our dream, dream condo. And this condo was on my vision board and honestly in my imagination for like 10 years down the line, but I am literally recording this podcast from our dream condo that we're living in right now. So I'm so excited to share that story with you all the different things that happened in between, just to give you an example as to the way things can manifest, even when it seems like the odds are totally against you. So I hope this story and our journey can inspire you and can help motivate you as this year comes to an end and just regarding whatever goals you have. So I hope you enjoy this episode and stay tuned. You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Agarwal. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so, so much for being here, and I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. Actually, wait, before we get started, I wanted to check with you. Have you heard about my new app? It's called Affirm It, and it's your one-stop shop for all things affirmations, manifestation, and self-healing. I really have been wanting to create something for you that truly empowers you to realize that you genuinely have everything you need within you. You don't need me. You don't need any other coaches. This app genuinely has everything you need to get that life that you've been trying to manifest. And it has gentle daily reminders, guided audio affirmations, sleep affirmations, affirmation reminders, and so much more good information, good energy, and so many things that I know will help you manifest your dreams. Because I'm so grateful for you, I'm actually offering you a free seven-day trial. And this is a genuine seven-day trial. That means you don't have to type in your credit card. You won't be automatically charged. There's no ads and you get complete access to the app as if you've already subscribed to it. So if you do want to learn more about the app, head over to affirmation-addict.com slash app, or if you're ready to dive in, head over to the iTunes app store and search for Affirm It. The Android version will be coming soon, and as soon as it's ready, I'll be sure to let you know. Now we can officially dive into today's episode. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited for this episode because I feel like this has been a long time coming and we are finally, finally in the dream condo and it's real. Like I am actually sitting here. We're moved in, settled in. So I'm so excited to tell you the journey of manifesting something that I didn't even think I could manifest this soon. Um, I honestly didn't think it was within my means and just going through that thought process because I feel like we all have something that we really want to manifest and we know we're going to get it, but we just think it'll take a lot longer than we expect. And so this story is actually a story about how the universe over delivered, but we had to go through a lot of challenges, stay strong, stay faithful, um, and how it honestly manifested so epically and so beautifully. 
And so this is the story of manifesting our dream home. And it's going to sound a little all over the place. There's a lot of moving pieces. So I'm going to do my best to keep it in order. I have some notes written to keep it as organized and make it make the most sense to you so you can understand all that was going on for in my life and in me and Tom's life the past few months. So starting off, um, we knew we were going to move to Arizona in December. So December, kind of mid-December, December. 15th was our date that we wanted to move to Arizona and we had a home in Washington so by Tom's army base we had a home over there a really really cute home it was our first home together and I absolutely loved it so that was our first home we had that home and we wanted to move to Arizona so our goal at first was to sell that home and we've been talking about this probably for the past six months but we said that we would put our house on the market in approximately, if I remember correctly, in August or end of September, because basically our initial plan and what I was really affirming for was to sell our home in September. Then we move into an Airbnb for about two months. And then we come to Arizona and move directly into our home that we find. So that's kind of the first part of it is selling, well, at least trying to sell our Washington home. So the reason I'm really emphasizing this whole selling aspect of our house is because we had the house on the market for about a month and got barely any hits, like no visitors, no nothing. And we finally got one offer and we got that offer in October. So our house had been on the market for two months I was doing all these affirmations, these rituals, and really nothing was coming about it. And looking back, hindsight, because hindsight is twenty twenty, I realized me and Tom both didn't really want to sell our house. We love the Washington house. We love Washington. And we always said it would be so nice to vacation there. It would be so nice to just spend summers there if we have the house later down the line. Or even because Tom is getting into real estate and learning more about real estate, um, it would be nice to just learn how the renting process works out and just try something new. But both of us were so set on selling because it was kind of the easy way out. Basically, the thought process behind it being the easy way out is you sell this house, we get whatever profits we make, and we put it into our house in Arizona that we're going to buy. And basically, that we were pushing so hard for, but honestly, the universe was like, nope, you're not going to sell this house. Nope. You get an offer and they lowballed us and we still were willing to take it. We literally, in October, we got an offer for about 30000 less than what we were asking for. And we're like, you know what? Maybe we're just over asking. And we accepted the offer and they got it inspected. And then all of a sudden they just backed out. And that's when we were so excited because in October, we were like, you know what? Finally, this is perfect time. It's just a month until we have to go back to Arizona. So we'll just need an Airbnb for a month. It was perfect timing. So we thought we were all set. We were like, okay, we're getting rid of this property in Washington. And now we can just fully focus on Arizona. And literally the day before, it was our last day to back out of the house without having to pay any fees or anything. Um, They canceled the contract and they backed out of the house. So basically me and Tom hit a deadline that we were like, you know what, if this house doesn't sell by October, we're going to try renting it out. So 
That first aspect, I know it's so complicated, I just dive right in. The first aspect was us trying to sell the Washington house, and it didn't sell. And just my learning lesson from that is sometimes we try and force things because it seems easier, it's a little more comfortable, seems a bit more logical, but just because that's what we think doesn't mean that's what is actually best for us. And we learned that the hard way by trying to sell our house for two months and doing everything we could. But in the end, it didn't sell and we ended up having to go through the renting process. And I'm going to pause right there because the renting process is a whole nother story. And I'm going to shift because this is all going on at the same time. I'm going to shift to Arizona now. So in the midst of trying to sell our house and while our house was still on the market, we were starting to look at properties in Arizona. We were looking at different apartment complexes and we were looking at different condos, um, not apartment complexes, condos since we're buying. So we were looking at different condos and different homes. And we had two areas in Arizona that we wanted to live in, um, just considering where me and Tom are, what our goals are considering our families because both of our families live here so we wanted a healthy balance basically not too close not too far from our families Um, and just so many different things because we are starting our own life and both of us grew up here so we didn't want to fall into our old patterns or in our old comfort zones so we decided to pick a new place completely out of both of our comfort zones and we decided on Scottsdale, Arizona, and Arcadia, Arizona. So those are kind of the two trendy, cute spots, lots of good food, lots of coffee shops, and just lots of networking opportunities and just a different energy than both of the cities both of us grew up from Um, because Tom's was more of a rural city. Mine was also a little more rural, and we wanted a little bit more of a happening place um, just because we're young and we both like being homebodies, so we thought being in a more happening place would push us to be more open to make new friends or even see our existing friends who are amazing and live here um so we that's kind of the thought process behind the two places we picked so in the midst and of trying to sell our house still we flew to arizona for a weekend because we had an awesome realtor and he he was helping us find some properties so we picked about 10 properties that we were interested in and we went to see each of them in person it was a entire day event It was like 10 hours um, of going place to place in the places, seeing where we would, seeing if we could see ourselves. And we had a lower price range. Um, I mean, we haven't even, we're just about to get married and we're still starting off our lives. So we don't have, um, we're not like at a million dollar price range. We're not at the highest price range. We're still at a lower price range for what our budget could afford at the moment. And because we're both in transition stages. So we were coming, we only found one apartment complex or condominium complex that we actually liked. And it was really modern, very classy. And there were still some downsides to the one place that we liked um, because the unit that we were, that was in our price range was on the ground floor. So you had the view of a parking lot and it wasn't very big. And it was just like one big room. It was really cute inside, just very modern modern industrial and the complex was nice in the prime location and it was actually the only place we liked out of the 10 places we saw every other place that we spent 10 hours going to was either a little too run down too far we didn't feel safe and it was just not somewhere we saw ourselves and both of us considering we'll be home a little more often especially me since I work from home I didn't 
think I could work and live in some of these places all the time and feel inspired and safe at all at the same time. So in sum, after our hours and hours of hunting and looking up different places, we still only found one apartment complex that we liked. And there was only one unit available in this complex. So we decided to put an offer on this complex. We are on this unit. It was a ground floor unit, so we still didn't love it, but it was in prime location right next to Old Town Scottsdale and everything. And it was within our budget, so we put an offer, and we put an offer for a little bit under than what the lady was asking for, and she said, nope, this is definitely... I'm not going to budge. Um, you're lowballing me, whatever. And so she basically declined our offer. And so we were like, okay, well, there's literally nothing else we can do. So we were back to square one. We flew back to Washington. And after putting in the offer and getting it declined, we were like, okay, like, let's just double think about, like, let's just rethink about what we want. So this is back in October right now. We're in about mid-October. So from this point, now we know our house is not going to be on the market. So now we know we have to rent our property. So we're working on that. None of the properties we picked out for the last month and we went and saw were kind of aligned with us. So we had nowhere we knew we wanted to live in Arizona. And then the only place we liked, she rejected our offer. So mid-October, we are kind of at a lower point. And through this time, it was like, Either we had two options. We could either be upset, be super stressed out and say, what the heck is going on? Where is our life going? Or we were like, you know what? We know exactly what we want. And when it's going to come, it's going to come. And I know what's going to happen. And that's what we focused on. Of course, there were times where we were filled with doubt and we were filled with how is this all going to work out? How are we going to find renters during holiday season in the dead of winter in Seattle, Washington? How are we going to find our dream condo, close on the house in time and move in by the time we're ready to come back to Arizona? How is all this going to work out? And there's nothing we liked in Arizona except for one apartment complex, and that lady declined our offer. So now what? So we were in such a standstill, and honestly, all we could do was keep faith. And the way we kept faith was we did a little ritual, me and Tom, and we sat down, and we wrote down exactly what we were looking for. We were like, okay, let's just be picky because us being flexible did not work for us. Us trying to take the easy way out didn't work for us. So let's actually be so picky about what we want in our dream situation and let's go from that. So we were writing, okay, well, we know we wanted renters, so we want really easy renters. We wrote this down on just little notes. Well, we cut out pieces of paper and I, I always make little jars um, for categories because it helps me. So um, we basically both got our own jars and we wrote down little notes of stuff we wanted. So um, we wrote down for renters. We wanted easy renters. Tom was like, Tom knows how military families work. So he's like, I think I would love a military family as my renter because they have a set income. They're close to the base and it's just a little bit more of a trust. So he was like, I would love if a military family rented our house and I would feel really good about that too. And he wanted a really nice property management company that we could trust since we'll be from in Arizona. So we'll be further away. And then we wrote about what we want in our dream condo. So we wrote down where we wanted to live, Old Town Scottsdale. We wrote down we wanted a view. I wanted it to be modern but homey, spacious, not too big, not too small. And I wanted gray inside the house because I love gray and wood. Um, I wanted big windows. I wanted a big balcony with the view. 
wrote down all of these things that me and him just genuinely wanted from the bottom of our hearts. And we wrote that down and we put them in these two jars. So I wrote down in my jar, he wrote down in his jar. And what I did in that jar was I put um, two crystals. So I put hematite in there. I put two hematite crystals because those are really magnetic crystals. So that's kind of, this is like kind of a little ritual a little witchy so if this is so not up your alley you can totally ignore this I mean you can just write these in a jar but to kind of help amplify the energy around our intentions and what we really want to help us keep the faith stronger we put um, we put the hematite in there and then I put um magnetic powder so you can get magnetic dust i think it's called magnet dust put magnet dust in there and then i put some honey because the reason i put honey was because honey is sweet and it's sticky and it kind of attracts sweetness and it has a very high vibration and i put some dried roses in there because roses are full of love and they have a very high vibration after I did that, I sealed the jar and then I just burnt a little candle and let it fully melt so the wax kind of seals the jar with a wax seal. And that's kind of the little ritual um, me and Tom both did for our little manifestation jars, if you want to call them that. And I kid you not, two days later, we get a phone call from our realtor and said, hey, I have an interesting story for you. So right now we still haven't found our property manager. We're still just kind of back to square one after two months of already working on this. And he says, so our lender, so our loan lender, she knows someone in the same complex that we put an offer for. And he has a lady who's selling two units um, and he knows the two units that are being sold and they're not listed on the market yet. So if you don't know anything about real estate, having an off-market deal is a really big deal because it's just you and a few other people and you don't, you're don't you less likely to get in bidding wars and it's just a really good um, situation because it's basically just you talking to the seller and you can really talk to them one-on-one -on -one without the pressure of a timeline and bidding wars and all of those shenanigans that tend to happen in um, real estate. So I did learn a lot about real estate through this process and through our first home buying process as well. So this was an off-market deal, and it was two units that were ready to go on the market, but they're not on market yet. So he was like, if you're interested, maybe go take. you can have your parents take a look at them. So we were, we were still in Seattle, and we just left Arizona, so there was no way that we could come back to Arizona. So we asked Tom's parents to go see the houses. So the first unit was on the ground floor, so right next to the other unit we put an offer for, well within our budget. Ground floor had the parking lot view, very cutesy, still really nice. The second unit was on the third floor, and I kid you not, it checked off every single box that we were looking for. It had the big balcony. The walls were painted gray. They had accents of wood. It was really modern. They had the view of Camelback Mountain. It was absolutely perfect like literally when I saw that place I started tearing up because I was like this is literally was on my vision board like this was what we declared this is everything I wanted and so much more and it was actually kind of within our budget it was I think a little bit over our budget but we had room to flex and so this was an off-market deal so the second the first place that was on the ground floor we didn't put an offer for we're like you know what we found something that is exactly what we're dreaming for. Why don't we put an offer on it? So we put the offer exactly what the lady was asking for. And um, we find out that we put an offer exactly what she's asking for. 
And something I've always done is write letters. And so I just felt called to write her a letter, tell her our situation. Like we're a military family. We're moving back to our families. Um, Me and Tom are going to be together after lots of deployments and just really told her, honestly, like this property is truly our dream property and it's within our budget, which we did not expect in our wildest dreams. And I just wanted to tell her, thank you for allowing us to see this before you put it on the market. And so I wrote a really nice letter to that lady and we found out after we put the offer in that the lady kind of had started getting other offers. She got an all cash offer. So once again, if you don't know much about real estate, all cash offers are awesome because you sell the house way quicker and you get the cash immediately up front. Um, And then she also got another offer that had a contingency. So this offer was basically from an investor and he said, I will outbid any offer you receive by $10,000. And that's basically called um, an escalation clause in real estate. So basically, our offer, say it was for $500,000. He said, any your highest offer, I will match them and add $10,000 more to sweeten the pot a little bit. So basically, if we put down $500,000 for our offer, he said he would come in at $510,000 and with no limit. So he said, no matter what offer you get, I will pay you the best price. Even if you get a million dollars, even if you get $10 million, I will outbid them by $10,000. The second me and Tom heard that, our hearts sunk because 99% of people will go for the money, obviously, and go for the speed. And who doesn't want more money when you're selling a house, right? But we got a phone call and essentially, like, I think this was 24 hours. It was this most like scary and most uncomfortable 24 hours ever because we wanted this house so badly we gave everything we possibly could and we did the best offer we could but there was a cash offer and this guy who has an infinite amount of money as an investor and who said you know what I'm just going to outbid any single person who tries to outbid me so I will give you the most amount of money possible and literally we get a phone call 24 hours later after just breathing and saying you know what we did our best and if it's not meant for us, it's not going to be ours. Because in those 24 hours, I could have freaked out and said, this isn't going to be our house. We're not good enough. We're poor, whatever, whatever. Or it was like, you know what? What's done is done. We've given our best foot forward. And if this house is meant for us, it'll be ours. And if it's not, we're going to find something else. And we get a phone call 24 hours later. And essentially, they said, the this lady who's moving out she is a lawyer from florida and she basically said sometimes it's not about the money and she said my letter really helped explain our situation and it was genuine and she said she wanted this home to go to a family who will make the most of it not some random investors and she was like i don't like the fact that they were bullying you um, and trying to just outbid you that really made me upset and it was actually such a miracle that she chose not to go after the money. She chose not to follow the cash offer and she chose to literally choose our offer, which was the worst of the three offers, just because she really liked our letter and she liked our energy. And that right there is so much proof of the fact that miracles are real. And when things are meant for you, they will come to you, even though it's the most illogical the most unlikely situation if you let your ego and your practicality come in mind. But if you keep your faith strong and if you keep 
your hope strong and you just trust that you know what I did the best I could with my full authenticity that you will receive what's right for you and so here we are now um in this house and there's more to the story like the loan stuff and moving in on the right date there's so much more that's going on um with that part of the story of getting this house but in the end it worked out beautifully we moved in right on time we are here we're settled and I'll give you guys another house tour once everything is put up Um, but we're in this house and it's ours even though we technically from a money logical society perspective didn't deserve it and I just want you to know that you can manifest the things that you really want just by trusting and just by keeping your intention strong because if your intention is weak and filled with doubt you're not going to get what you want your intention needs to be confident in yourself and your intention needs to just be genuine and you're not knowing that you're not doing anything wrong if you're not doing anything wrong no wrong can be done to you So that was the house part of it, the Arizona house. And now the last part of the story that remains in our house journey is renting out our Washington house. And so basically after we found out that the offer that we like kind of dull-heartedly accepted fell through lower than what we were asking for fell through we decided to go and find a property management company and we found one that was so so nice and we started the process as fast as we could and basically what they told us was it takes about five to seven weeks to find a renter especially in this time because it's so cold in Washington it's rainy it's holiday season and it takes that much time to find a renter so that was literally calculating that time out it would have been Christmas by the time our renters moved in so Basically, our goal was to not have two mortgages to pay at once. And we were like, okay, let's just go for it. Get this done as soon as we can. So people would see the house. We would have people come look to rent the house. And some of them didn't meet like the um, credit check or the background check. Some of them didn't meet them. But literally on December 15th, which is when we were moving, we were leaving Washington for Arizona. We get a phone call saying, hey, a military family just saw the house. They absolutely loved it. They're applying today and they can move in the day after Christmas. And it literally checked off every single box that me and Tom put into our declaration jar. And instead of both of us, when we had so many opportunities to focus on how things are not working out, focus on the overwhelm and focus on just how many things have the possibility of going wrong and things have to work out so perfectly for them to go right. And what I mean by that is we needed have a render in by Christmas. We had to have our perfect house close by Christmas and all of that worked out because all of those are so time sensitive and date heavy and instead of focusing on those dates and staring at the calendar and oh my gosh this is not happening right then and how are we going to find a new house there's no options on the market we literally took a step back and let the things come to us and I know it's a lot easier said than done and in hindsight I don't know how we did it except by counting on each other and working through it and having each other to help each other and just remind each other, you know what, we've manifested so much this far, what can't we manifest? And I want to take this onto you now and remind you that whatever you're trying to manifest, instead of focusing on how difficult and unlikely it is, I promise you, and I hope this story shows you that literally the impossible is possible. And it's 
so crazy how things can work out through friends, through networking, through perfect timing and through divine timing that if you let yourself trust in divine timing, if you let yourself trust that process a little stronger, I guarantee you, you're going to make so much more room for miracles. And so I hope sharing our home buying story and how all of this stuff worked out in the most unexpected ways, I hope it can tell you and inspire you that you know what everything you want is actually possible and those things that you're affirming for and you're manifesting for they're being heard even when it doesn't seem like it even when different things come and they get rejected or it doesn't work out how you like it and you finally think yep this is the one and that you still get a no which we received we received a no for our house being sold we received a no for our quote-unquote first floor dream condo and a really prime location and a really nice condo complex we received rejection for both of them But instead of dwelling in the rejection, instead of dwelling in the fact that we got no's for things that we wanted so badly or we thought that were so good for us, we allowed the the rejection to redirect us and to give us a second chance and to give us even bigger and better blessings than we even thought. We literally couldn't have imagined it working out better for both aspects, for renting out the house to a military family, as well as for getting our dream condo, this one on the third floor, rather than settling for some first floor condo that has a view of a parking lot, you know? So I think instead of settling for what is easier and what feels better because it's a quick result, just trust that sometimes when you get the rejection, when you feel like it's the perfect opportunity, there are so many more unexpected things coming. And to help you out and when you do receive rejection or when you do receive no, instead of dwelling on that no, you just pick back up and remind yourself and affirm to yourself, rejection is redirection. I am being guided. I am divinely guided. And I know know I'm going to get whatever I need at the perfect time even when it doesn't seem like it because it's so easy to fall into the negativity and oh my gosh I didn't get this house and be upset but the moment you start focusing on the upsetness and the moment you start focusing on oh my goodness I am not getting what I wanted. What's going on? Life sucks. You're just going to change your vibration to fully negative and you're not going to be able to be ready to receive all the beautiful stuff you wanted. So if you focus on the rejection you received and how things are not working out, you're not going to ever receive and be ready for vibrationally what you actually want. So that's my biggest message to you through all of this is even if you do receive rejection, keep your energy high, keep focusing on your ultimate goal and keep focusing on that Because the more you focus on that, the more likely you are to receive it even quicker. And if you have a timeline that you're focusing on, it can happen in that timeline too. But the key thing is, is not to put so much pressure on that timeline. We had our timeline, but we never once were like, oh, it's November, it's December, we're screwed. We never talked about timeline because time, as we all know, is just an illusion. We know that no matter what, things can happen instantaneously at the snap of a finger if necessary. So letting go of the time crunch deadline where that worry comes from a lot and focusing on that result, focusing on what you really want rather than focusing on everything 
everything that's gone wrong in your life, try changing that up. That hasn't really worked out for you. So let's try focusing on the result that we want, that thing that we want, the thing that we know we're ready for because your desires are never going to tease you. Your desires are in your heart for a reason. So we tend to kind of lighten up our desires to make it easier to manifest. But honestly, from this story, from my experience, I noticed that me kind of lightening up and taking out some of my desires like, okay, I'll sacrifice not having a balcony. I'll sacrifice not having a view. If I settle for it, the universe will make it not work for me some other way. So settling for your desires is not necessary. And settling for the easier outcome isn't necessary because honestly, in the end, whatever is meant for you is going to be yours no matter how hard you try to settle and go the easy route and do what's more convenient. And that's why I hope, hope, hope this story inspires you and really helps you through whatever you're working through. And if you want to see our new condo, I'm going to be posting about it again and I'll add it to the highlight reel on Instagram. But I hope that this episode and this holiday season has been beautiful for you. And just to give you insight, I hope this episode helped you understand why I have not been podcasting and doing as much because I've been in India doing wedding planning and house stuff and so many things going on. So I am finally happy to be settled in and back onto my normal routine, feeling inspired all the time and creating and trying to help you as much as possible. So thank you as always for just being patient with me and letting me make a podcast whenever I feel inspired and not holding me to it. I appreciate you guys for always, always, always supporting me and the way I work. It means so much to me to have such a strong community like you guys. So have a beautiful rest of your day. And um, the next and last thing I would like to say is just remember, you have the capability to manifest and experience anything you want. And I hope this story made you remember that. So I love you and have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. And I will talk to you guys soon. Talk to you later. Bye. So how did you like today's episode? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And before you leave, I wanted to just say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for spending some time with me. If this episode or any of my content has ever inspired you, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review in the iTunes podcast app and just share this with someone you care about. The more you guys leave reviews and share this with people, the more I am able to create more content for you and that's what fuels me and keeps me going. I am so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today and until next time, I'm sending you lots of love and lots of healing energy. Bye!